Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Writing Cabin with Tara Benner. I'm author Tara Benner, and this is my cabin. And today I have a very special episode for you. I am going to be reading the prologue of Warrior Witch, which is about in shadow book six. Now, if you're not caught up with the series, uh, this does contain spoilers for previous books in the series. So I would suggest uh, listening to this after you have read books one through five. But without further ado, this is Warrior Witch Prologue. The red rock formations stood tall and imposing against the velvety night sky. A hunter and a witch stole across a barren, dusty field with only the moon to light their path. They were on their way to an alpha werewolf summit to head off a war between the wolves and the vampires. Fiona's heart was in her throat as Gabriel led her into the shadow of a jagged sandstone fin. He seemed to know exactly where the werewolves would be gathering, though Fiona couldn't understand how. As an ether witch, she had the unique ability to manipulate the energy in all living things. Every person, plant, and animal had a unique ether signature, and she could sense supernaturals from a distance. She should have been able to tell if there was a werewolf nearby, but all she could sense were the cacti, the juniper trees, and the tiny nocturnal creatures that scurried underfoot. Gabriel paused in the shadow of the huge sandstone formation so that Fiona could catch her breath. As a hunter, Gabriel was stronger and faster than any mortal, and she suspected he could have run for miles without so much as breaking a sweat. Fiona didn't have that advantage, and her cardio was weak to say the least. She put her hands on her knees and tried to quiet her breathing, though she was sure that every creature in the vicinity could hear her. Garden of the Gods was an astounding natural marvel, and, according to Gabriel, was considered neutral territory among the local werewolf packs. If the Alphas were meeting that night, Garden of the Gods was the most likely place for the summit. They waited in silence for several minutes, and Fiona's vision slowly adjusted to the silvery-blue tones of the desert at night. Every so often, she'd hear the snap of a branch or the soft crunch of dry grass and wonder what was lurking in the shadows. When Gabriel nudged her shoulder with his, Fiona's heart gave an excited leap. He held one finger to his lips and pointed up to where the jagged shape of a taller formation stood out against the spangled black sky. If it weren't for Gabriel's preternatural vision, Fiona would have missed him completely. But once she focused on the top of the rock, she could just make out the silhouette of a man standing against the sky. It was Justin Teller, the White River Alpha. She recognized the way he stood. Justin and Gabriel had been childhood friends, but their current alliance was shaky at best. The vampires had carried out a highly coordinated and brutal attack against the local packs. Justin had warned Gabriel to stay out of werewolf business, but the stakes were too high to do nothing. A war between the vampires and werewolves would bring nothing but death, and Fiona's coven would be caught in the fray. Hunters would flock to Colorado in droves, killing supernaturals indiscriminately. Those who survived would be forced underground. They couldn't let the conflict escalate. Gabriel motioned for Fiona to follow him, and they crept into a narrow chute cradled between two sandstone fins. In the dark crevice between the rocks, the moonlit sky was like a river above them. Fiona couldn't see where her feet were going, so she reached out on either side to touch the rough sandstone walls. 
Gabriel's hand closed around her arm, and he guided her up a gradual incline until they emerged onto a narrow shelf. Gabriel's other arm was in a sling, still broken from the accident, and yet he navigated the rocks with ease. Squinting through the dim, silvery light, Fiona could just make out a narrow lip jutting out from the formation. Gabriel led the way along the edge, and Fiona scooted carefully behind him. Her chest tightened as her feet found purchase on the grippy, porous rock. One wrong move, one misstep, and she would plunge thirty feet to the ground. Pausing for a moment on a particularly narrow stretch, she breathed in deep and reached out with her senses to touch Gabriel's ether. The edges of his energy were sharp with alertness, but there was a rich warmth underlying everything that calmed her racing heart. It was enough to take the edge off her fear until she emerged on a small plateau. She could sense the alpha werewolf's ether as a light tingle along the back of her neck. A breeze picked up, and the wind ruffled the stray dark curls that hung around Fiona's face. They were lucky. Blowing in the opposite direction, the alpha would surely have caught their scent. Justin wasn't the only werewolf present. Fiona could sense more lurking nearby. Their energies were hardened and more closed off. They were on their guard. It was only then that Fiona noticed that the desert had fallen silent. She could no longer hear the rustle of wings or the whisper of warm bodies against stiff grass. Even the trees seemed to stand still. It was as if every living creature was holding its breath. Fiona squinted through the long shadows cast by the scrubby trees that grew atop the formation. If she concentrated, she could just make out the shapes of three other men standing at the edges of the plateau. Judging by Gabriel's stiff posture beside her, he could see them too. Why are they in human form? Fiona whispered. That's protocol for a peaceful summit, said Gabriel under his breath. Showing up in werewolf form would be seen as a threat. Fiona raised an eyebrow. Judging by the fierce, dominant energy emanating from the alphas, she doubted peace was at the front of their minds. Their collective energy was heightened, edgy, as if each of them was daring the other alphas to challenge his supremacy. Whatever happens, said Gabriel, stay out of sight. I don't want them to know you're here. Fiona was about to ask what he was planning when a male voice rang out in the quiet night air. You are here on behalf of Temple Canyon, he asked. My name is Rebecca Holt. This time it was a woman who'd spoken, and Fiona cast around. Another figure emerged from the cluster of trees, shorter than the four men. You're the new Alpha, came Justin's voice. Fiona couldn't see the Alpha's penetrating amber stare, but she shivered at the memory. Yes. What happened to Wade, came another male voice. Wade lacked focus. That was a weakness my pack couldn't afford in the wake of Marco's murder. There was some restless rumbling from the wolves, and Fiona's stomach clenched. Marco was the former alpha of the Temple Canyon pack, whose wolves had kidnapped Gabriel and tortured him for days. Fiona had seen Wade at the pack gathering in Canyon City. He'd been Marco's second. And the rest of your pack? asked Justin. His question seemed to ask how they were taking it, this new female alpha. We lost eleven wolves in the attack, said Rebecca, a hard edge to her voice. Fiona could sense Rebecca's rage, some directed to her attackers and some directed inward. As Fiona analyzed the new alpha's energy, she realized Rebecca's ether was familiar. She'd sensed it before at Marco's house. 
Rebecca was the red wolf who'd shown up to fight and nearly killed Gabriel. Fiona's heart gave a leap. She turned to say something to Gabriel, but he was no longer standing beside her. Panicked, Fiona cast around and spotted him a few yards ahead, crouched in a stand of junipers. He was too close to the alphas, she thought. Surely they would be able to smell him. But the way Gabriel had embedded himself in the scraggly trees, he must have thought they would mask his scent. I'm sorry, said Justin in a low, somber voice. We lost my brother and four others. A resounding silence greeted that statement, but Fiona sensed a shift in the alpha's energy. They didn't drop their guard right away, but she felt the tension bottom out. Almost immediately, the desert responded. The animals started to move again, and she heard an owl in the trees. Even the wind seemed to lose a breath as the collective vibration of the wolf's ether dipped. The hard edges of the werewolf's energy seemed to dissolve in their outpouring of grief. They mourned Justin's wolves as if they were their own. For a moment, their ether signature seemed to meld into one, the collective energy of a pack. Damn blood-sucking savages, came the gravelly voice of an older alpha male. How many were there? asked Justin. Forty, maybe fifty, Rebecca huffed. The attacks all happened around the same time. One of my wolves called me at eleven. He found the first of ours dead. There were four or five sets of prints outside his house. Same story with all the others. That was right around the time that they hit us, said another alpha. Same M.O. Five vamps to each wolf, most of them in fluorescent. There were also a few attacks in Lake George and one down in Divide. So they hit Temple Canyon and Platte River at the same time, muttered Justin. Then they attacked in Montrose and Creed? That fits, said the older alpha. They hit us around 2.30 and were just over three hours from fluorescent. They would have had plenty of time to get to us if they were coming from Canyon City, said another. If they were able to hit two packs at once, that would put their numbers closer to a hundred, said Justin. I recognize one of the vamps, said the older alpha with the gravelly voice. I had a run-in with him in the wet mountains. That's Rosalinda's clan. One of them was sired by that nasty b- The last alpha broke off. Letitia, up in Denver. Justin swore just as Gabriel allowed a hiss between his teeth. Fiona guessed that Gabriel had had a run-in with Letitia back when he lived in Denver. I thought the Brotherhood took care of her clan, said Justin. They tried, but this vamp survived, started siring a bunch of his own after Letitia was killed, definitely a night supremacist. If the Coalition is involved, we need to act fast, said Rebecca. I agree, said the gravelly-voiced Alpha. We hit them hard. They won't be expecting it. They think we're weak right now. An attack is too risky, said Rebecca. What's your plan? asked Justin. His question didn't sound like a challenge. His tone was measured and thoughtful. We sit on Sigrid's clan. Starve them out. There was some grumbling from the other alphas, but then Fiona heard a rustle in the trees. Gabriel stepped into the moonlight, and her heart gave a frantic jolt. She wanted to cry out and warn him that Rebecca was the red wolf, but it was already too late. The alphas all turned in the direction of the noise, and Fiona heard a low growl. Pierce, Justin snapped. I told you to stay out of this. Murderer, Rebecca rasped. Fiona's gaze latched onto Rebecca and was startled to see a pair of chilly blue eyes gleaming in the dark. Human eyes didn't glow like that. Rebecca was on the verge of the change. Fiona didn't pause to think. She just sprinted out from her hiding place and crouched in the shadow of the juniper trees. Easy, said Justin, taking a step forward to put himself between Gabriel and the other alphas. 
This is the hunter who killed Marco, Rebecca spat, her eyes glowing like twin blue flames. He also killed my new wolf, Amber. She was only a child. At those words, Fiona sensed an abrupt shift in the Alpha's energy. Their ether crackled with unbridled rage, and she felt the low, frantic thrum of ether that was more animal than human. Two of the younger Alphas had started to change. There was a sickening crack of bone, and Justin loud a wolf-like snarl. Fiona wasn't sure whose side he was on. He snapped at the werewolves, still glaring at Gabriel, but the wolf energy seemed to be catching. Justin's brown eyes had lightened to the color of whiskey, and he was stooped forward as though his spine had begun to bend. Only a hunter would be so low as to harm an innocent, snarled one of the younger male wolves. He seemed to have difficulty getting the words out, and Fiona realized his face was changing, lengthening into a snout. He spat, and a few teeth hit the ground. Fiona's stomach curdled in disgust. She could see reddish-brown fur sprouting from the alpha's hands that matched the hair on his head. That werewolf was hardly a child, and she certainly wasn't innocent, said Gabriel. Marco and his wolves tortured me for days. The new wolf attacked me. He shot Marco in cold blood, Rebecca growled. Seems like you should be thanking me, said Gabriel. It was only after Marco died that you staged your little power grab. Rebecca made a noise between a snap and a bark, an impressive feat considering she still held her human form. There was a flash of red hair as she lunged at Gabriel, but Justin dove in between them. As Rebecca came into the moonlight, Fiona realized the red wolf had been at the bar the night of the Temple Canyon gathering. She was one of only two female wolves in the entire pack, and now she was Alpha. How dare you, growled another one of the wolves. You align yourself with Sigrid's clan, and then you murder our kin. I am not aligned with Sigrid's clan, said Gabriel, somehow managing to keep his voice even, despite the raw, frantic edge to his ether. Temple Canyon wolves came to my home and attacked me while I slept. I was well within my rights to kill Marco. I told you not to come here, Pierce, said Justin, still holding Rebecca back. I don't take orders from you, Fiona cringed. It was dangerous enough to snap at an alpha on his own turf. To openly challenge a dominant werewolf away from his pack was tantamount to a death sentence. What did you say to me? Justin growled, turning those eerie amber eyes on Gabriel. I said I don't take orders from you, or any wolf, for that matter. There was a brief, shivering pause before Justin lunged for Gabriel's throat. Gabriel threw out an arm, but it didn't matter. The alpha was too strong. Justin tackled Gabriel to the ground, and the other alphas pounced. There was a throaty grunt from one of the werewolves, but flat on his back with a broken arm, Gabriel was no match for them. Fiona didn't have time to think. Her body simply reacted. In her heightened state, the ether had been creeping up from the earth and into the soles of her feet. She felt the molten hot charge shoot up her legs and into her chest. She threw out her hands to unleash the ether, and a burst of raw power slammed into the wolves. Justin flew back and hit the ground as Rebecca crashed into a tree. The other alphas landed in a heap, and Fiona felt a surge of anger and fear. She could see the red wolf's chilly blue eyes scraping the shadows for the threat. Determined not to be seen as weak, Fiona stepped out from the trees. Her heart was hammering in her ribcage. She knew they'd be able to sense her fear, but she wouldn't cower in the shadows. You, Rebecca hissed, her chin lifting as she scented the air. I know you. Yes, we've met, said Fiona tersely. Met wasn't exactly the right word. Rebecca had mauled her in Marco's backyard. Fiona still had the claw marks to prove it. 
You're an ether witch, said Rebecca. Fiona didn't answer her. Justin already knew what she was, but he was strangely quiet as he picked himself up. Fiona had used her ether-wielding ability to give Justin's father more time to live, but she knew he still didn't trust her. Rebecca narrowed her gaze at Fiona. Why do you defend the hunter? She's his mate, spat the werewolf with the low, gravelly voice. The Rio Grande Alpha, Fiona guessed. I can smell him on her. Fiona wondered briefly what Gabriel smelled like to the werewolf's sensitive noses. Judging by the look on the Alpha's face, it was not a pleasant scent. Your plan won't work, said Fiona evenly, directing this comment at Rebecca. The red wolf's eyes flashed, and Fiona got a good look at her. Rebecca's coppery hair was long and straight. She had soft cheeks and a long, slender nose, but her straight red eyebrows lent an element of shrewdness that kept her beauty from obscuring her intelligence. Excuse me, Rebecca hissed. Your plan to starve out the vampires. It won't work, said Fiona. One of the male alphas growled, but nobody moved to attack her. The alphas had no reason to believe her, and yet they were hanging on her every word. And why is that? asked Rebecca. Sigrid's clan maintains its own blood bank, said Fiona. They just bought a second industrial freezer to preserve their overflow from tourist season. How do you know that? The red wolf snapped, her tone laced with suspicion. Her sister is one of them, said Justin. Fiona's heart sank. She knew right then that her credibility was shot. Not only was she a hunter's mate, but her sister was the enemy. Rebecca narrowed her eyes. Is this true? Yes. Why have you come here, witch? The Rio Grande Alpha snarled. The way he emphasized the word witch said he had another word in mind. Up close, Fiona could see that the Rio Grande Alpha was much older than the rest of them. He had closely cropped gray hair, a thick mustache, and the strong, wiry build of someone who'd worked on a farm for most of his life. I, we, came here to try to stop this war. Fiona's voice wavered despite her best efforts, but the older Alpha did not regard her with scorn. If anything, his steely gaze seemed to soften, and it occurred to her that trying to act tough around a bunch of Alpha werewolves was a losing proposition. Alphas met dominance with more dominance. Her raw honesty seemed to disarm them in a way that projecting strength did not. "'What's it to you?' the old Alpha asked. His tone was suspicious but curious. She has a bounty on her head, said Gabriel. The Brotherhood wants her dead. The old Alpha's gaze flickered to Gabriel, and the lines around his mouth deepened as he frowned. How does that work, with her being your mate? I'm no longer affiliated with the Brotherhood, said Gabriel, and it would be in all of our best interests if they did not get involved with this. The Rio Grande Alpha choked out a laugh. You don't leave the Brotherhood. That's what I said, Justin rumbled, but apparently Pierce is telling the truth. How do you know that? asked the old werewolf. The witch used her ability to relieve my father's suffering. Justin nodded at Gabriel. She used his ether to give him strength. Apparently that has the fun side effect of being able to tell what a person is feeling. Justin's bottom lip curled. Gary says Pierce is telling the truth, whatever that's worth. Given your dad's finely tuned bullshit detector, I'd say it's worth a lot, rumbled the Rio Grande Alpha. "'You all seem to be missing the fact that this witch's sister is one of them,' snapped Rebecca. The older Alpha conceded with a nod. "'It certainly presents a conflict of interest.' "'My only interest is in preventing more bloodshed,' said Fiona, "'for your sake as well as my sister's.' "'That might be true,' said the old Alpha, "'but this massacre cannot go unpunished.' 
The attacks were retaliation for Temple Canyon staking one of Sigrid's vamps, said Gabriel. Or did you forget that part? Sigrid broke the treaty when she sired a new vampire. That wasn't her intention, said Fiona. My sister was consuming Icor without her sire's knowledge. If Sigrid had known, that doesn't change the facts. Fiona wanted to scream. It didn't seem to matter that the entire premise of the conflict was based on Eleanor's ignorance and Fiona's own selfish desire to bring her sister back from the dead. Nor did it seem to matter that a war would bring more death to their packs and draw the Brotherhood into their territory. The Alphas would rather watch their fellow wolves die than let the vampire's actions go unpunished. I appreciate you trying to protect your kin, said the old Alpha, but if we allow the vampires to get away with murder, our entire species would be wiped out. If you continue this crusade, you will be wiped out, Gabriel snarled in frustration. Take a look around. Rebecca lost a third of her pack. Justin lost some of his strongest wolves, including Brody. He looked to the other Alphas, whose faces were hidden in shadow. I don't know who you lost, but I'm guessing the vampires didn't target your most submissive wolves. They would have gone after the strongest in your ranks, so you wouldn't be able to defend yourselves next time. One of the other Alphas gave a low warning growl, but Gabriel didn't back down. Attacking Sigrid or trying to starve her out is exactly what the Coalition wants. They didn't come to Sigrid's aid because Temple Canyon staked one of her vampires. They came because they saw an opportunity to kill a bunch of werewolves. One of the younger Alphas took a step forward, but the old Alpha stopped him with a look. You can't take on the Coalition, said Gabriel. It would be your final act as Alphas. If the vampires don't kill you, the Brotherhood will. He had to raise his voice near the end of that statement to be heard over the angry growls. You've said your piece. Now get the hell out, the old Alpha told Gabriel. This is werewolf business. We can't let them leave, Rebecca snapped. The witch will run straight to her blood-sucking sister and tell her everything we've discussed. Let them, said Justin. There's nothing they can say to the vampires that would compromise our plan. I have wolves watching Sigrid's compound already. If any vampire tries to leave before daybreak, my wolves have orders to stake them. Fiona's blood ran cold. Although he'd spoken out in their defense, Justin was giving Gabriel a look that said he would let the Alphas tear them limb from limb. Leave us, he snarled. Gabriel held Justin's gaze for an uncomfortably long time, and for a moment Fiona feared that he might pick a fight with his former friend. But then Gabriel turned away and stalked back the way they'd come. He grabbed hold of Fiona as he passed, tugging her along behind him. She didn't like turning her back on the Alphas, though she knew that if they'd wanted to kill her, they would have done it already. When they reached the sandstone fin they'd climbed up, Justin's voice rang out. Consider this my last act of mercy, Pierce. The next time you stick your nose where it doesn't belong, I won't hesitate to kill you or your mate. That concludes the prologue of Warrior Witch. If you would like to read the entire story, you can get the book at my website, tarabenner.com. You can also pre-order the book on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next week.